Hey everybody, welcome to Outspoken. I am your host, Justin White, back from my forced hiatus of sorts. Um, For those who don't know, I was in a motorcycle accident and sustained some injuries uh, to both arms, my right elbow and my left wrist. Both were broken, one badly, the other not so badly, but um, and a few other things finger, hip, knee, stuff like that. But um, for the most part, I'm in one piece. I actually have an extra piece or pieces now um, inside my elbow. Um, And I'm still in some pain and I'm off the pain meds, which is good and bad. Um, I'm not looking to become a part of the opioid crisis. And um, I'm happy that I have the wherewithal to step off of those mother effers without a huge withdrawal, I think. We'll see. But um, I'm not going to get sucked into that. I want to do a podcast instead. So um, this is episode 66, which is somewhat fortuitous because my guest told me when I told her which number she'd be, that uh, six is her favorite number. And I thought that was kind of cool. It's also kind of weird because not many people have six as a favorite number. But anyway, here it is. And um, I'm just going to get right into it. My friend's name is Yuri, also pronounced Yuri by Americans. Um, And uh, she's someone I've known for a very long time, but have had very few opportunities to sit and talk with. So I was happy to have one. And we had a nice time. And I think we're just going to get right into it after a moment of silence. Okay, so you ready? Yeah. How are you? Hi. Thanks so much for coming over. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it a lot. This Um, is nice. Thanks. It's nice to have you here. You've never been to my place? No, it's neat. Thank you. Um, and I've been to your place many, many times. Yeah. Over a period. How long have you lived there now? Almost uh, 20, 17 years? 20 years. 20? Yeah. That's amazing. 21. I think you were my f- first friends to move to Oakland or among among the first wave. Nice. And uh, yeah, and you definitely did it the best possible way that you can do it, I think, because your house is incredible and the way that it served all these different purposes for all those years for yeah. so many people is really cool. Yeah. And some great backyard parties. A lot of good memories. Yep. And like, and love, love has happened there. People have, you know, met yes. and fallen in love. And it's true. So it's got lots of really special vibes around it, I think. I don't think anyone's broken up at our house either. That's good. Which is good. That's a really good record to hold. No no breakups. <laughs> no massive fallouts in your yeah. living room or anything. Not that I know of. That's yeah. good. That's a, yeah. Well it's got a good you've imbued it with, with good energy and the cats have helped, I think. Yeah, lots of cats over the years. Yeah. Is it more than you you've like five or six or seven now? Oh man. Hold more. on one, two. Three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, seven, eight. Eight. We've had eight cats over the years. And you have three currently. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, we. I'm happy to talk about cats anytime, but I, but I also know that talking about cats that have left us is 
generally sad. So we don't have to, but if there's any, if you have any, I mean, the one that comes to mind most for me is Bumps. Yeah. He's the one I remember like not, having not even spent that much time with him, but yeah, he was a special dude. Yeah. I think about him every day. You do? Yeah. He's still with you? I'm sorry. I don't want to bring <laughs> up okay. sad stuff <laughs> immediately. Um, yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's something that always has been a, a conundrum for me is how like to have a this wide open heart for animals and then just be constantly having it squeezed and twisted and crunched in ways that you don't want to feel necessarily. Yeah. They just don't live long enough. Right. Except that you get to have eight instead of one, you know, because they don't live as long. You get get to have all these other beings in your life that wouldn't have been otherwise. It's true. There are too many cats in the world for them not to, you know, have multiple cycles during one of our cycles. Yeah, you're right. So we got it. You got to have. They're not like turtles. Right. Yeah. Turtles just pace right along with you. They might outpace you. They might live longer. And and gray African gray parrots. Yeah. 75 years. Wow. Yeah. Those, you shouldn't even get them as an adult. Like you should only get that pet when you're five years old. Or when you're born. Yeah. Like as a, as a birthday gift on your birth, you get a parrot and it lives as long as you do. That'd be a cool tradition, but nobody knows how to take care of a parrot uh, when they're born. And most adults don't. Right. I mean, they're not really supposed to be inside <laughs> giant birds that live in the canopy of, you know, 300 feet up. Let's put them in this cage. They'll be just as happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's always been a rough one for me too. I love birds. I love getting up close to them. I love that some of them talk, you know, it's insane. I love the crows uh how have these giant brains that can figure out all kinds of crazy things. Mm. But when you take any of them out of their element, they go mad. Mm-hmm. Birds especially. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, think, I think cats and dogs made the choice to go domestic on mm-hmm. some level. But most other things haven't. Yeah. They just were put there. Yeah. Gotcha. I caught, I caught one. Yeah. Put them in that, you know. Yeah. Isn't that weird? What if we were doing that with each other? Well, I guess we are doing it with each other. Yeah, but- we are. But what if it was random? Like, what if anybody could grab anybody else, and if they could put them in a cage, then they got to keep them as a pet? Like, just like it is with, you know, people that go into the jungle and take a monkey, you know? What if there's some other species that we're not aware of that shows up and starts doing that with you? Just like, I want, I want this one. He's cute. And they just pick you up and stick you in the... Well, that yeah, my mind's going to dark places <laughs> right now, right. like with this. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's, yeah. it's a dark future, but. There are some people that think they can do that and yeah, do yeah. it. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into the like actual kidnapping yeah. and, and imprisonment, but <laughs> but I was thinking more like like we do that with other animals. What if there's an animal that did that with us and we had to forever be wary of i'm open to it yeah it puts a little fear of god into us yeah gotta be careful watch your back yeah or stop doing it yourself if you don't right want it to be yeah possibly done to you <laughs> okay what's happier than that that we could talk about uh, pretty much anything yeah pretty much anything rainbows and uh, plants plants yeah how do you feel about plants i love them yeah. i have a plant problem at home do you yeah i'm just you Too can, many plants. Are you a plant hoarder? Is that a, is that fair I'm to a say? hoarder, period. But oh, really? With plants, yes. <laughs> Do you, you acknowledge that as a, as a, like that's a self? Yeah, it's part of, uh, I think it's genetic. 
Is that something that goes on in your family? It goes along Asian people. Oh, okay. We like to collect things. And do you, so is that genetic or do you think that's cultural then? Both. Both. Yeah. Well, I guess it's a tradition that's been around long enough. I guess that it's cultural. I can't say. I mean, if it, what it, what is it about? I mean, are you, are you saying all Asian people have that? No. Or is it, um, you just notice it more in Asians than, or is it a specific way in which it? I've noticed it with a lot of Japanese people and Hawaiian people. That they like to collect things? Yeah, they like to just have a, a lot. A bunch, can I swear? Yeah, yeah. A bunch of shit in their house. Nice. In all corners. And is it piles? Okay, is it a is it like a backup supply? Sort oh of yeah, thing? totally. It... It's like I'm gonna need this one day. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. So do you think that comes from a place of having not had it at some point? I like, don't know. Like culturally, if you live in lack for a while, then you sort. Of... I mean, speaking for my, I can only speak for myself, and it's because my mom and her mom collected stuff because they thought they were going to need it at some point okay and uh like everything can you talk about what kind of stuff was it well my mom is like art supplies and knickknacks right but she actually is an artist and yeah and and so she did use that stuff right or some of it some of it i mean not all of it (laughs) she had a lot obviously and uh it got a little out of control she's a quilter so she like hoarded fabric and it became like she there were tunnels of fabric boxes in their house and you had to walk through the tunnels and it it was like that like always was it Uh, did that become a thing for the last like 20 years they lived in hawaii it was wow (laughs) <laughs> yeah so they're okay so japanese and hawaiian is that is that well the... they lived in hawaii okay and we know i noticed it with their neighbors that they would have crazy hoarding stuff that would sometimes spill out on the street okay um and is it sometimes things like empty plastic bottles and like weird yes. stuff that most people consider trash, trash or yeah. to get rid of the, yeah okay <laughs> i'm not that bad but i am i do save craft supplies and papers and things but you're, but you're also an artist i am and i do like use them yeah so when eventually. i do like <laughs> eventually use this one button that i've been saving i'm just like you know what i'm really glad i say yeah. this See, yeah i told you so it's rad and it totally works with what i'm doing and See, yeah. that's cool. That's the reason then, right? Like for an artist, it's different because I do the same thing. I have a basement full of boxes of like metal and crap and just shit that I found on the street. And I've collected it everywhere I've gone forever and just brought it with me. I've moved houses and used part of the U-Haul to carry my boxes of junk Yeah, you know, every time. And now I have, you know, the bigger the space you have, the more stuff you can accrue. Yeah, And it seems to happen quickly before you notice if you have every piece of furniture you need and you're still, or at least with me, I'm still, well, I finally drew the line. I finally said no more. I'm not going to get stuff that I see on the street. I'm just not going to look at it. And I'm, I've been pretty good. I think I've held to it for the most part, but ever, you know, if like, for instance, that cabinet you were pointing out, yeah, was found on the street. And if I saw something like that again, this this handmade, beautiful wooden thing that's totally functional and I love the look of it, I probably will take it again. I would find, you know. You should. Yeah. And then I, you know, but I also like getting rid of stuff because so, I get a lot of joy from releasing things and saying goodbye, I'll never see you again. So that makes me think of one thing. Okay. Maybe I can get your advice on it. Yeah. 
We have this love seat that I bought years ago in Hayes Valley. And at this time, I spent a lot of money on it. Um, and it's really, it was really comfortable, really nice. Brought it in. And the way that it's designed, it's like the cats love it. <laughs> like, the, it has one of those low, like, arms on either side. So okay. it's perfect for a cat to lean up against and, like, put up their paw. Okay. Um, and all of our cats, like, especially Sam and Bumps, just love the sofa. And they've spent, like, a good part of their lives on that sofa. And since they've passed, our new cats also love this sofa. But it is now tattered and totally shitty. Right. Um, really unattractive. Arm, it's like just the... shredded all on one side. I love but it. we, there's so many memories of our cats on that sofa that I can't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's taking up too much room. It looks like shit. Is there another, there's nowhere else it would fit, right? There's no other part of the house where it could be. I've thought of that. In. Not really. Okay. And if you were to take, I mean, it is like the whole thing that they want, right? They wouldn't be happy with some portion of it, like a cushion and an arm. No, nah, If you were to set thing. that in the, like, what if you cut off the arm of it and built a little base and put the cushion and one That's, arm, so it's just like a sofa. Did not think of that. And you tuck that. it back in the corner where it's much smaller. Yeah. And it still smells like all, all the kitties. I don't know. Well, beyond that, I don't, I mean, it's either keep it, it, well, does it cause strife, or is I mean, because no, doesn't you, you cause strife. You both are you both love cats. Yeah. You both have laid on that sofa with the cats. Yeah. I've seen many photos of your man. Still do. Yeah. But so, it just really looks like shit. I mean, I guess I could get it reupholstered, but honestly, it takes up too much room in our in our in that room. And um, so then you have to invent a shrink ray gun and make it smaller. Make it smaller. But still itself. And then it'll just be there, cat-sized. Yeah. Under the TV. Yeah. Is it is it because you got that incredibly massive, beautiful TV that that the sofa is now? No. In, in the way. That's not it? the reason. Okay. It's just. A uh, TV's awesome, by the way. Oh, it's the best TV. <laughs> it's really cool. Such a good investment. Yeah, if you watch stuff. That thing is like amazing, especially watching NBA. Yeah, I bet. Oh, I don't, I don't, but I, I can imagine that would be. That's the entire reason we okay. got that big TV. That's awesome. What kind is it? It's a Sony OLED. Oh. Okay. What is the O? For? The LED is LED, right? Like, like. Uh... Gosh, I should know the answer to that. But it's super thin, and it's like a it's piece really of thin. glass. It's like a really yeah, it's slick pretty. looking thing. Yeah, yeah. when it's not. It on. is slightly tilted though in a way that collects dust which i feel yeah. like is a design flaw oh it's actually got like a lean it's back very slight yeah hmm. which is better for the viewing somehow but it's yeah what if you put it on something that tilted it forward a quarter of an inch i think that would fuck everything up would it yeah you just have this crazy just glare have to keep and... dusting it okay <laughs> so the next model should have Something to correct that, mm -hmm. a dust hood or like wiper blades that come down and do it for Seriously, you. Seriously, first world problems. <laughs> yeah, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> my 90-inch TV gets dusty. <laughs> I don't like it. I can't watch my sports. Yeah, yeah. That's it's pretty easy to get, you know, yeah. it's just to recognize how stupid we are when we talk about the things we 
get upset about. I know. I do it constantly, so don't worry about it. Don't, don't beat yourself up <laughs> okay. if, if, uh, if that ever crossed your mind. Um, but, well, we were talking about plants. So let's talk about the plants that you, like, what's your relationship with them? You talk to them? No. No? No, I don't talk to them. But you I... consider them, you consider the fact that they're sentient? Yeah. I think so. Or that they're, you know, they're a living being. Oh, yeah. It's exchanging something with its surroundings. I think they make the air better. Definitely. And they, um, I love them. I just love surrounding myself with plants. I think it's a must Mm -hmm. in any place I live. Yeah. I don't feel like I have enough of them, but. I don't think you do have enough. I'm I'm not, um, I'm not, I'm not against getting more. I just am. You have some cool varieties in the front room though. Thanks. Some yeah. good little yeah. crawly ones. Yeah, the vines with the little yeah. weird space pod nuggets. Yeah. That, yeah, I love that thing. I don't do you know what it's called? I have no idea. I think it might be a Hoya. Oh cool. You might be the first person who's ever known. Does it bloom really weird flowers? I don't think it well, it may have had flowers at some point. I don't mm. think it does though. It huh. just has those cool little leaves that kind of hook on everything. Mm. And and those little seed things. Huh. But um I don't know very much about plants, but I know that I, I appreciate them or I try to appreciate them for everything they're yeah. doing. And, yeah. uh, and again, we're kind of like plucking them out of their environment and putting them in ours. That's true. So I feel like we should give them at least the recognition that we are going to care for, you know, like we did this to you, we'll take care of you and, you know, yeah. I hope you're okay here. I like to give, I like to have at least two in each room so that they have friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do talk to my plants out my garden. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the the things, that, the food that you grow? No, like my garden, like my oh. flower garden out there. Okay. What do you I think? got really into like building up my backyard with lots and lots of flower area, areas. Nice. I don't know how much you've done since the last time I've oh, seen it. Oh, you should it, come but... over and see it. It's crazy. Is it? Yeah. It's like super overgrown and bright and beautiful. Yeah. Wally mm. comes over there every wednesday for band practice and he's like your garden is just like wondrous it's, <laughs> it's so overgrown but it's like perfectly overgrown which nice. is exactly like what i'm hoping what for. for i saw this documentary about olafur not olafur eliason that's the other artist is it olafur eliason no pete pete something pete udolf okay i'm sure i'm fucking up his name he's from the netherlands but he's a landscape gardener, designer. And the way that he talked about his gardens was just like, there's no real rhyme or reason that he puts things together. He's only like trying to create his idea of paradise. Cool. Like his heaven. Just how he imagines it. And yeah. And puts things in where he wants to see yeah. them. Yeah. Wow. And that's totally like how I look that's at it. That's the model so, you're using? Yeah. So that's I just awesome. put whatever i feel like needs to be in there to create heaven that's really cool that's yeah. a great way that what if you could do that in every aspect of your life just use that idea that'd be nice in your then friendships would, and relationships and... i would keep bumps forever yeah yeah well yeah you want to be able to like manipulate time and, yes. and reality yeah. to, to keep it to your liking yeah that wasn't exactly what i had in mind but, <laughs> but i like that too i mean that's probably more where i, I would go with it it's like, oh, well, if that's the case, I'll keep, you know, Yeah. I want to live here and I want to have this and that. Yeah. No, I just mean like if we could approach it with the perspective that 
all we're doing is trying to make heaven out or paradise or whatever out of our lives out of each situation and out of our environment and everything yeah Forgiveness is a brand new thing for me at all to, you know, it's very hard for me to find when I feel like I've been wronged. And so working at it is, is like a new, it's a new sort of conditioning, you know? Yeah. And I don't, and you need to find evidence of it in the world to support the idea that it's possible. Yeah. Or else you won't believe that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And I have so much evidence to the contrary that it's been really hard to convince myself just Mm. with words you know Mm. because I have all the awareness of what's wrong and why why I feel stuck and how how I am stuck yeah but without um without active you know gratitude and and love and like seeing things go right the way that you want them to for the right reasons yeah without that then I don't think you can I don't think you using your own brain can convince yourself to get out of the negative patterns yeah that's what I've found. I feel like if you're engaged in activity that like distracts your mind from that kind of shit, it's good. Is that how you deal with it? Is just like stay yeah, distracted, I mean, like, or do you think it's? Well, think I'm a- I'm a totally different person. Obviously, I yeah don't harbor a lot of um like I forgive really easily. That's nice. Yeah. You always have? Is that, do you, mm, it comes naturally? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't really hold grudges. Are there things that you can't forgive or or wouldn't if they happened? Not long term, no. No? You feel yeah. like you'd always find it, like, no matter who the person is or what the slide mm-hmm. is? Hmm. That's pretty awesome to know that. Yeah. I'd like a little piece of that. <laughs> I'd like to know how to how to reach that because that's where my heart is. That's what I want, you know. Yeah. Genuinely, I don't I don't want to be stuck in a anger, you know. You know, I don't moat. think I'm just I'm not a very sensitive person either. Oh, okay, that helps. See, yeah. I'm super sensitive, so that's yeah. that's why I'm not I'm... that sensitive. Okay, so which is like... good and bad. Yeah, because that... I probably offend people all the time. You think so? Just probably for, for being like too straightforward without. Yeah. Considering feelings or what? Like, what are some examples of how you mm, might? I'm better about that now where I will consider feelings more, but I don't, mm, I don't know. I'm not that accommodating maybe. Okay. What do you think that it comes from? Are you, I mean, you're the oldest 
of three I am the oldest. Right? Yeah. Do you feel like um, something was rooted in your childhood where you were like... (laughs) You should should interview my sisters next. I I will. I'm sure they got a lot to say about me. (laughs) Really? Um, Yeah, I'm sure. Were you? Do you feel like you were a tough, or do you think they think you were a tough older sister? Or? Um, not when we we're growing up, but I think I am tough now as oh, okay. an adult. I see. They probably think that I'm tough. Just in your in like what you expect from them, or I think just in terms of um, not being sensitive enough to them. Okay, and and are they both more? You would say they're both pretty sensitive, or I just think more they've than become you? more sensitive over the years. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Especially because of our old family. Yeah. Stuff with my mom. Do you want to talk about that at all? or is, is it... Yeah, I mean, my mom is Alzheimer's, so yeah, it's been really tough. And my parents live in Portland now, where my sisters are, so they're definitely on the front lines of it. And I'm kind of the only one that's not, you know, I've of remained three, in California. Yeah. But you go up there a lot, right? I do. I go up every month, but I'm still like, it's not nearly like the amount of exposure to it as my sisters are. Right. So, of course, I feel guilty about it, but at the same time, my dad isn't, like, expecting me or asking me to change my life and, like, quit my job and move up there. Although I've said that, you know, as the only child without, as the only daughter without kids, if things ever become really bad... And they need caregiving, like, I will move up there and take care of my parents. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a done deal, so. Yeah. But, but in the meantime, I don't need to do that, No, so. because both of them are there, and even though it is hard on them sometimes, I'm sure they are. To have two out of three kids local. Well, I know. It's pretty great for them. Yeah. And they moved there from Hawaii, right? Yeah. In, in order to be clo- yep. close to at least some of the, the daughters, right? Yeah. So they chose Portland, and that's where two out of three live. And yeah. you guys do what you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a you have a life here, a pretty majorly rooted life in this part of the world. So I don't think you should have guilt about, you know, it's Thanks. not it's not like you're ditching responsibilities. It's just where life wound up leading everyone. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's a under the circumstances, it's a pretty good situation to have that you know, level of access to, to the loved ones and there's care there, I hope, I think. Yeah, there is, <laughs> you know, I think we're taking it day by day and, yeah. uh, we're still all really close and That's it could be good. a lot worse. So for sure, Portland's only, you know, a couple hours away by plane. So it's easy yeah. to get back and forth. So do you think, I mean, that some of the sensitivities that they have that, has that stuff come up around? dealing with your mom like is it well my dad too it's more more my dad because my mom is you know she's ill so it's more it's almost simple but my dad because he's her primary caregiver and he has needs too and we want to make sure that he is supported and healthy in mind and body right so but he's also a very very strong personality so he can be, I think I get my insensitivity from my dad. Really? My dad sometimes says things and then it totally offends my sisters. Um, and you're not bothered by it or you just, you feel like you're. Well, I understand, I understand his point of view. Okay. And I also understand theirs. And maybe it's because I'm remote that it gives me more objectivity. 
But my sisters, yeah, they're just very raw, you know, like the feelings and the emotions are very raw oftentimes. So they oftentimes need an outlet to express their anger. And so sometimes they'll just like blow me up on text and like (sighs) express that. Yeah. And then I have to just understand that they need to just do that. But mm-hmm. sometimes I'm not that understanding and I will be like, immediately be like, I don't know. I try and... Maybe defensive or... Yeah. Just like, don't put it on me. It's, I mean, I, I, it's got to be so hard to know what to do with those feelings, especially around Alzheimer's and any kind of dementia-related stuff where it's just like nobody understands what the fuck is going on. And you're just watching this person that you know or new and change into this other person you know like yeah i mean i don't i can't even speak to what it is i just it just feels like i mean i know enough people now who's who know someone who's afflicted with something like that mm-hmm. and i think my own grandmother was had early stages of dementia when she died so she's in some way was spared from all of us were sort of spared from what it what how hard it can be mm. but um I don't know. There's something about it being so the fact that it's not really understood and that when the person is, I mean, I don't, maybe you could talk more about it. Does your mom have like episodes or is it now just sort of around? The, it's just always she's, you know, some, cause when I was there visiting, I passed through briefly. And at one point she had left the house without telling anyone and was, Oh really? Yeah. She had sort of gone missing and, but, but, um, you know, your sisters. You were up there? Yeah, just we just were passing through Portland oh, and it that, just happened. That must have been recent. Some last year, last summer, yeah. Yeah. She has episodes, um, like sundowning episodes where she'll get really down and confused. But now as the disease progresses, she gets um has these really severe bouts of anger and mm. she gets physical, which oh, she really? never would have in her normal self. Um, um, with anyone like physical with your dad? Or yeah, with, it's with always anybody? with my dad. Okay. She, I mean, she'll get angry with all of us a little bit, but, um, it, it's worse with my dad. Um, and was their relationship contentious before at all? Or is it, has it always been like no, when they, I mean, they... you know, my dad was in the army, a career army guy. So we moved around a lot and, you know, I think there was a lot of stress, put on my mom, Mm-hmm. taking care of three girls and moving around constantly and dealing with us and um and then my dad is also just like a really strong guy personality he had a really 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 bad temper growing up and he was very impatient he was a real hard ass on all of us including my mom hmm. was he so she he probably physical with with any of you no okay i mean we, we got spanked but mm-hmm. everyone got spanked in the 70s Back and 80s then, yeah. um but she w- I'm, i imagine she probably harbors a little resentment towards him that's mm-hmm. come out now but honestly she's like acting like just a totally different person which almost makes it easier because it's a disease right. and you can just be like yeah that's the completely disease. separated don't yeah. associate it with her yeah at all and then you just hopefully just wait till it passes and then she's kind of her old self not after, totally after, her old self but you know like after an episode you mean like mm-hmm. she sort of comes back to the person you recognize yeah 
but is she so it's still she's still sort of um uncertain a lot of the time about oh yeah she has no short-term memory at all like she'll do an activity and then an hour later she'll don't she won't remember doing it wow but, but she's still doing stuff like she's still quilting and yeah stuff, right? so long-term memory and muscle memory is there like she'll remember how to sew and to and she's doing these like really complicated patterns and drawings and stuff like it seems like when she's in it she can't really draw anymore oh she can't no. uh, maybe i saw some posts of old like Those old, drawings. old drawings okay yeah but she can still quilt or do some... yeah she can still like run a sewing machine i mean wow. she doesn't know how to thread it or anything but if it's all set up for her she'll know how to just sew pieces together okay and eddie's my youngest sister is really good about engaging her in projects and yeah i wonder like how much that helps the brain oh i think it helps helps it a ton stay who she is and remember what. oh i think it's critical yeah totally critical i do too that's my that's my feeling about it but i just uh, it's nice to hear some like firsthand evidence that it actually like you think it worked like when she's doing that the more she's doing that the better off oh yeah and it's a blessing that my mom is an artist and a crafter and she has all of this muscle memory and long-term memory to fall back on yeah i couldn't imagine if like she was just an office worker or something her whole life and didn't have any creative pursuits right it would be so hard to get that person engaged and happy i think you're right yeah and their whole like memory everything they'd be recalling would just be these sort of shallow you know i mean not to say that that job doesn't sure. have its own richness and some, you know, there, it's not like it's you're an artist or nothing, but I think an artist has, well, I just feel like that's where, that's when artists feel the most alive is when they're doing their art, whatever it is. Yeah. So I figure whatever else her brain is doing when she's tapped in in that way, and especially since she has a lifetime of memories of it, I feel like it must do something good for her spirit and totally her, you know, the rest of her it does and for you guys to see mm-hmm. like however she's doing something she has something that she's still into and can focus on mm-hmm. and loves and so that's cool that's a pretty big deal i think yeah not just sitting there looking at the walls you know yeah. wondering where her life went or, right. or who these people are that keep you know telling her to go places and yeah do things. no and if anything she's really antsy to keep busy like she loves to keep busy so um if she's not busy, then that's she'll have a tendency to just get down. Mm-hmm. And then we know to just like, okay, give mom a puzzle or get her quilting or yeah, something. And also cats. Oh, like, she loves cats? Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom might love cats more than we do. Really? Is that? Oh, my God. That's saying a lot. She, yeah. She, yeah. So they have, they have cats presently or do they? They do. Okay. I mean, we've grown up with cats all our lives, yeah, but too. they have two cats now, a brother and a sister, and um, they're everything to them. Wow. Yeah. My dad, too. That's that's another thing that I would say is a, is a vital, you know, it's just a necessity for anyone who's ailing, probably in any way, is to have a, a pet that will mm-hmm. be there with them and give them love and affection and just any kind of contact with a spirit being you know yeah. whatever it is yeah because i think without that you're just you're you are actually lost yeah if it's your if your brain is starting to malfunction and you don't you can't bring it back on your own and you don't have something to tie yourself to in your own reality can you i can't even imagine what that's like yeah 
It's going to be super frightening. You yeah. Know? Like on, like day, regularly, many times a day, it seems like it would be. Yeah. You would just sort of wake up in fright. Like, what the fuck is this? Where am I? What's happening? Yeah. So I'm really sorry that you guys will have to deal with this and that it seems to be this thing that's happening more. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Do you know much? Ab- I mean, do you think much about what what it is or where it came from or no. wh- why it is or any of that? No, because that's I just don't see any value in trying to find out. Yeah, figure out why. It's just more of like how can you make the best of it. Mm-hmm. It's a reality at this point. So yeah, yeah, I don't dwell too much on things I can't control. That's another great skill yeah. or, or talent, whichever it is. Yeah, one that I'm still not. I don't don't have a good grip on. <laughs> It's, I just, I do. That's what I do. I yeah. dwell yeah. in, in a negative way. It's, yeah. it's almost never, you know, like a positive reminiscing. It's always like a ruminating. Yeah, I guess I would, I, I always just take a practical approach to things, which is, I get from my dad, mm-hmm. where it's like, if I'm unhappy, I need to figure out like what ingredients I can put together as a recipe to get out of my unhappiness. Huh. That's an interesting way to look at it. And what, how do you do that? Well, like for my mom, for instance, the ingredients are quilting, puzzles, um, cats. cats, good weather, and uh, music. Nice. Like she loves listening to music. And you have those ingredients, but you find them over time. And then you make sure that they're around. Okay. Right? Can and you it, give me examples in your own life of the, of the same thing? Yeah. So my gardening, uh, sewing, like creative pursuits basically, yeah. which is gardening, sewing, and baking. Right. Making and draw. You do some drawing too? Yeah, but I haven't been doing that much okay. drawing. Um, and exercise, as stupid as it is, <laughs> like... I, and I was like anti-exercise for all my life, except yeah. just until this year. What do you do now? Josh and I joined a local gym, which we've never done before. We've never joined a gym before. But our gym opened up and there was like, it seemed like good vibe in there. Like a lot of our neighborhood Oakland peeps were in there. So we tried it out and we liked it. And we found this cool 55-year-old trainer that was a college DJ in Fresno. So we just talk about music the whole time that he's like kicking our ass, getting our asses kicked. Oh, so you actually go through a regimen that he's yeah. prescribing? Yeah. Like boot camp style? Kind of, I is guess. Really, I've never what, done boot camp, but well, I... What, is it like calisthenics or machines or a bunch of different it's stuff? It's a mixture, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is just like your body jumping up and down or doing uh-huh. squats and... Okay. Really That's shitty hard, right? stuff like that. <laughs> I hate spots. it. I mean, I hate exercise, but you hate every minute that you're there, except no, for talking I don't. about music. And yeah, stuff. I mean, he it makes better. it fun, and I and I won't go unless Josh goes. So for us, it's like a together or nothing kind of thing. That's cool. But do you t- talk each other out of it too, or do you, no. do you both? Commit no, we're to both it committed. That's great. Um, That's really good. And so it does like help you help your mind like it's helped my mind be more alert and i feel like my mood is better so at work like i think i can mostly say i think everyone enjoys being around me at work which is good good. yeah that's saying something 
Um, and I feel like positive, you know, at you work, do. like I want to lift people up and, you know, be that's a good mentor and manager and that's great stuff like that. So I do feel like exercise has a lot of good benefits and also just eating well. Sweet. So those are the ingredients. Okay. And cats. And, and cats and basketball for you guys. And the Warriors. The Warriors specifically. Okay. Um, all right. So then how do you, if they're ingredients that don't work, how good are you at spotting them and removing them? Really good. Yeah? Yeah. So you can just like, oh, yeah, it's, totally. it's bad, get a, like you stop, totally. no problem. Yeah. Do you have any habits that you don't like that you are having a hard time quitting? Hmm. Um, I, uh, I'm not a real vice person. I don't have a lot of vices. That's great. Um, I, if I will, yeah, I don't know. What about collecting stuff? Is that something you'd like to stop or do you, are you fine with the fact that you do that? I do have too much shit. So okay. yeah, I am trying to like get rid of some stuff. But it doesn't like haunt you or trouble you all no. the time or anything. No. Is there anything like that? Do you have any kind of hang-ups or, or baggage that really bums you out? Um, no. Wow. I'm just not Congrats. like that kind of person. I know. That's awesome. I'm lucky. Um, I sleep really well. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Are, I are you affected by politics and the state of the world and that kind of stuff? I am, but I'm not as affected as it. I feel guilty that I'm not as affected by like a lot of my friends are. Uh -huh. I find it. I mean, I listen to way more news now than I do. And I get like really frustrated with stuff. But um, I do ultimately believe that we can change what's wrong. Who, who, I'm very hopeful. We, we as a society or? Yeah. Or we, okay. Yeah. Like, and I believe that people are inherently good mm -hmm. and that, um, there's goodness in everybody and that you arrive at the right moral decision eventually. Eventually. Yeah. That's, that's the kicker though. Cause yeah. with billions of people, eventually it could be a long time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the world's fucked up. Yeah. And a lot of times I want to move out to the woods. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, the Bay Area is so frustrating. It drives me nuts daily. Um, Especially because we've both been here long enough to remember yeah, what it was. Yeah. And it won't be that any, ever again. Really? Some part of me feels like it might be. Really? I don't, I don't I've know. The trend has only gone in one direction as yeah. far as I'm concerned. So yeah. it's very hard for me to be hopeful about that. Mm -hmm. But it's hard for me to be hopeful about a lot of things. I do believe that, that humans want to do good at their heart. I feel like a lot of people have such troubling lives so early on that they never get a healthy version of that. They never get to experience what that actually feels like to love honestly and be loved and be authentic. They're always trying to work for whatever they, you know, the, the find who they are, figure out how they fit and whatever it is. They're people that are basically downtrodden from the get go. So, and some of those folks sometimes en masse are able to be more accepting and forgiving of their fate than people who are entitled and have ostensibly have all that they need to have a good life mm -hmm. you know it seems like those are the people that are the most disgruntled the ones who are like why it's not good enough my already great life is not good enough mm. um but 
my feeling is that because of that, because there's kind of a sickness that's been passed on generation to generation, and there are a lot of wounded psyches out there, that the altruistic model of things like just going toward the right moral judgment doesn't tend to happen because there's corruption and, you know, manipulation and greed mm -hmm. and, and anger and fear and all these things that people are grappling with. And I too believe that someday that will get closer to a sort of unified loving belief that we don't need to do that. We can do this other way and it's better. But I see that being like thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, you know? Yeah. After the planet's wiped out. Pretty much. I mean, I feel like it's almost only, it only is possible in a small, like when the species gets too big and the tribalism gets too fragmented, I don't see a way to unify other than with like if some other cataclysmic event that mm -hmm. sort of brought us all together, it would have to be pretty fucking big, you know? <laughs> enough to us for us to start ignoring skin color and, and right. all the other shit that we believe matters. Yeah. Like what would it take? What would it take for humans to wake up to the fact that we are actually all the same? We are one, you know, Yeah. and not just humans, but life. Sure. How many do you have? Six. What are their What are their names? Um, Chicker. <laughs> Mabel. No, Mabel died. Oh. Um, Hilda. Uh, Riblet. Riblet is Danny Leon's name for the chicken. I love it. Um, Lit Big Edie and Little Edie. Oh, are they? They're gray. Like a matching set or something? Okay. Both have same name, just big and little. They're gray, named after Grey Gardens. Oh, I see. Big Edie and Little Now Edie. I get it. I, I forgot that was how they referred to themselves. And then, uh, who's the last one? Oh, um, Emmy. 
Um, yeah. Those are all good chickens, chicken names. Yeah, they're good, good girls. They all lay? Uh, no. No? No. I can't really figure out why most of them don't lay. Um, Chicker's really old, so okay. I, I don't expect her to lay anymore. But the other ones, um, either molting or they're broody, who knows. But I, I usually get maybe three a day. Oh, that's still... It's decent. Yeah. Yeah. That's Big Edie and Little Edie are definitely the two of them that are laying regularly. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's fitting for their, you know, <laughs> their namesakes at least. Um, that's so. Did you get them specifically so that you could have eggs, yeah. or did you also want just to have some chickens? And I see what it was like? the primary reason is to have eggs, but I also just like having them around. They're um, they're fun. They're yeah. really cool animals i mean yeah. they're they're not that smart it's true but <laughs> they're smart at what they do yeah which and is um, what i tell everyone who says that an animal isn't smart like they're smart in their world they do exactly what they're meant to do in their world totally we just put them into a weird environment and expect them to understand it yeah so maybe we're not that smart yeah maybe chickens are just fine i built them a nice big house they're so. they have the best coop i've ever seen it's like an aviary yeah it's beautiful yeah it's great really <laughs> i mean, I mean it, ideally they would be out in the garden like eating everything but because i just want to have a nice garden but they have a pretty good chunk of space yeah. in, within the garden oh it's huge yeah yeah it's yeah. great um so but you're not like you're not disappointed that they're not producers no okay if you were to get a rooster would that change things well one i'm not legally allowed to have a rooster right a lot of people do it anyway though i know but that would be really rude to my my neighbors i feel bad enough because we have band practice back there at like nine at night so yeah um but they know your neighbors are cool with that right you've been doing that forever yeah they're cool i mean it's not like we do it every night um it wouldn't be cool with that and a rooster though no (laughs) plus i don't want to deal with chicks no I what is what's the deal with that? I thought it was just all my life. I heard that there needed to be a rooster in order for hens to lay eggs. Oh, really? Yeah, like it needed to be present somewhere. Didn't need to be in the pen with them, but there needed to be knowledge of a rooster for that to happen. Yeah. But where would that myth have come from if it's not true? Because I was not the only person that like a woman. Hat releases eggs all the time, yeah, but they're not fertilized, so they I don't, don't turn what, into babies. Okay, maybe it was just somebody Same who thing. liked. They just were trying to justify why they had a rooster or something. Maybe I lived in a place in the mission where somebody you could hear a rooster, like within the block of South Van Ness and Twenty Fifth at five a.m. every day. Rooster would cackle, <laughs> and nobody knew. Like I didn't know whose house it was, but you could hear it from probably five blocks around. And nobody ever, it happened for the whole time I lived there. No so one ever questioned it? I'm sure people hated it, um, hated the people that had it. And right. I don't know. I don't know how they got away with it. But it That's was a regular, weird. I was like, what the fuck? I had just moved into this place. Yeah. And it was kind of a, it, I didn't, I didn't really want to live there. I liked the guys that I lived with, but I, they all smoked cigarettes nonstop and I didn't smoke at all. So the whole house, I couldn't, like I had to be in my room. Or in, and even in there, it smelled like smoke. You know, they just chain smoke constantly. Ugh, yuck. And yeah, and we. So anytime I was home, I just like was kind of hiding out in my room. But the very first morning I woke up there, it was to a rooster, like across the street, and I couldn't understand it. 
how that would how people get away with that Mm. but they did we had um for the last couple years a peacock in our neighborhood i remember seeing pictures of that like up on your roof yeah that's awesome and that thing is loud yeah those things are really loud Um, where had it come from do you know no idea because don't they have it's and it's gone right now i don't know where it went to but it they, goes on walkabouts. Yeah, and they fly too. People, don't, yeah, they people do. Don't know they can fly. Yeah, and um, they can jump. Strange, like they can do. I saw one escape from the San Francisco Zoo once. Like it was one of their peacocks, but it had figured out how, like this low corner of the wall, uh-huh. and it would fly up and get over, and then it would cross the street and go check out the little outdoor patio of this cafe, like looking for. Yeah. It was on our roof, and then it jumped to on the roof, flew to the roof of the shed, and then the other shed, and and you named it right, or somebody did. Well, Pete. Pete, okay. Pete the peacock. (laughs) Boring. I haven't heard him though. I know. Hank Hank the peacock. Hank, yeah. Or something else, not alliterative. Clem. Clem, that's a good one. Clem's a great peacock name. (laughs) That seems like a good comic. (laughs) Clem the peacock. Um. All right, so what else? What have we not talked about? Um, um, there are only two two or three more topics left on Earth, right, that we didn't cover? Yeah. yeah any ideas? Any... Uh, music? Always talk about music. Yeah. It just depends on... What, well, you play... You're in a, you're in a band now, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the first time? Like mm-hmm. an officially... Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to say the name of it or say what you guys do? We're called or... It Thing Remains... It thing remains. Mm-hmm. Was that added on later? The remains part. Yes. Okay. Um, after Mark died. Oh, I see. Yeah. So okay. we were it thing with Mark San Andrea. Oh. Um, but then he died, so we're called it thing remains now. And and you play. I play keyboard, and auto harp. Nice. And the auto harp is new. Um. New to you or new to the band? No, new to the band. Okay. Because we were feeling like, well, Mel wrote this really cool new song and it, the piano part in it is like kind of epic and demands like somebody that really knows how to play piano. Like, I don't know how to play piano. I just like, (laughs) I have tape on the keyboard that tells me what all the notes are. I'm like, I'm a total hack at it, but I have a good ear. So I can, I can listen to a recorded song and pick out like what parts I should play and Mm -hmm. then come up with a really simple part. But this song is like super epic and Mel played the piano part. And I'm just like, there's no way I can play that. But Josh is a good piano player, so I thought we both had the same thought. It was like, what if I played auto harp, and then Josh can play the the piano? And nice. So that's what we did. And so then I started playing the auto harp, and it sounded really good. And then I'm playing on another song now. So yeah, cool. And is it easy to like easy to play or how like auto you, harp? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's called an like auto harp (laughs) so it does it for you i think the whole purpose of it was kind of a no-brainer instrument Mm -hmm. um i love it because it's easy to play you just press a button yeah and then you strum nice yeah i love it well i want to you're gonna play on sunday yeah we're playing sunday and um where bottom of the hill at what time five okay When's this podcast going out? If if I can, if <laughs> no I know, way, maybe really? by some miracle, we'll yeah. see what happens tonight. It's possible. Maybe you can post it on your Facebook page. What? Oh, the about show. your thing? Yeah. 
I don't use Facebook. I mean, I have one, but I don't. How do you advertise your podcast? Not very well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By word of mouth. And I have an Instagram page, which I know is owned by Facebook. Mm, Yeah, that's true. I, I may have to, you know, go against my own it's good for thing, advertising yeah, stuff. seems to be i might use it just to boost the the knowledge of it and, yeah. the, and then but i don't use it at all so even if i do post there none of my friends are gonna see it you know the way the algorithm works it's like you either are engaged or you're not and if you're not mm. it goes out to about four people mm. and i don't you don't even have a choice about where it goes unless you pay to do it, you know. Sure. Which is probably what I would do. Yeah. It's I, a tool. It's know. a necessary tool. I'm only on there because my, my dad is, he just posts everything on Facebook. So it's kind of a way for me to just see what he's up to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I think a lot of people have good reason to use it. Yeah. But, I but no, I don't, don't feel good to. about using it. Yeah. I want Zuckerberg to go to jail, actually. I yeah. think that's where he belongs. I think, if we get Elizabeth Warren in office, then she'll. You think she'll push for that? Well, I don't know. She'll put. She's not gonna push for put him in jail, but she's gonna put push break to him up. break up Facebook and Instagram. That's yeah. for sure. And WhatsApp or what lot. else? All of it. Yeah. Other shit that they own. Yeah, but it's not like they're new. Like first, first to do this, this whole monopolizing and grabbing everything. No. You gotta break up all that shit. Oh yeah, for Amazon sure. Amazon should go first. Oh yeah, for sure. And Bezos should be strung up and stoned. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my you know, take on it. Um <laughs> All right, well, on that murderous note, do you wanna um uh, is there anything else? It was really nice talking to you. Yeah, likewise. First time in like a long time yeah. of any kind and first time of just one on one engaged getting getting kind of deep yeah i really appreciate it that you came and yeah thanks for having me. me yeah yeah my, my pleasure any parting words um cats are good cats are the best yeah. cats are the best well, dogs are also the best dogs are good too we've thought about getting a dog but i don't think the cats would be very happy about no, that but someday when you get the rv then you get the dog yeah although we're thinking we should just take chauncey with us or yeah the cat. both you should, i think yeah and and clem the peacock <laughs> all right okay thanks yudi thanks bye bye Thank you for listening, everyone. That was my friend Yuri Ono. I hope you enjoyed. Um, one thing I wanted to mention was that um, I make music for all of the podcasts. I make these interludes, these little instrumentals between the conversation. And something I've been doing since almost the very beginning is making at least one of those interludes specifically for that particular guest. So in other words, I sit down either to the piano or the guitar or whatever I'm doing, and I sort of think of that human and my relationship to them, and I make an improvised piece of music, uh, hopefully imbued with some part of the spirit of that person and our connection to one another. And that's something that I really love doing, and it's sort of my 
gift back to my guest for having taken the time and come to my space and open themselves up freely uh, for all to hear. It's something I'm incredibly grateful for. So I try to pay everyone back with music. And ever since my accident, um, I'm not able to do that. I can't play any instruments right now, which is almost as painful as the actual pain I'm feeling in my arms. Um, but someday I will be able to again. And for in the meantime, thankfully, I have um, a little bit of an archive of uh, pieces of music that I have uh, recorded over the couple of years that I've been doing this. Um, I can't believe it's been that long already. But so anyway, I'm going to continue to put music in every episode. And as soon as I'm well again, I'm going to uh, go back to special pieces of music for each special person. And I feel like I'm going to owe the next several guests something along those lines. So I'll probably do some dedications down the road. But anyway, I hope you enjoy the music. I hope you enjoy the conversations. I love you all. And that ain't no joke. Um, if you want to get in touch, email at outspokenpodcast.com. And I will see you next week with another guest. I'm very, very happy to be back. I'll talk to you soon.